Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Have you wondered how nature impacts your well-being? We know there have been so many scientific studies that show that living near nature, even recovering, con- convalescing with a view to nature can help in the healing process. Um, what else does nature, how else can nature impact us? So the book Nature, Health, Happiness is a compilation of perspectives from professionals who have an avid interest in nature and the environment. And professor Kwa is a professor of psychiatry and neuroscience. He is a former CEO of IMH and his novel, Listening to Letter from America, is actually used in a course in anthropology at Harvard. He is editor of Nature, Health and Happiness and I thought he'd help us understand a little bit more about uh, the link that nature has with our sense of well-being. Professor, good morning. Good morning, Michelle. I'm glad to be uh, back on the, your program. Oh, good to have you with us. Can you give us a sense of, of the main ideas in this book about nature? And since you're a professor of psychiatry, I thought I'd ask about how the link between nature and the impact on the mind in particular that you hoped this book would communicate. So the... Um The central theme of this book is about the beauty of nature and how if we immerse ourselves in nature, it's only good for our mental health, but also it begins to help us in our physical health and uh, improve even our social health. Um, And this book, as you were talking earlier on about the other author, Mm. this book has a commentary in the New York Times that is a must-read book. Uh, um, and I'm very glad that, that uh, Professor Hong Hai wrote something in the New York Times about our book, Nature, Health and Happiness. Well, I have to say that I think the, the pictures in it are, are beautiful in that it allows you to immerse yourself in nature, flipping through uh, just the pictures themselves. So kudos to your uh, mm-hmm. photojournalist or the person mm-hmm. behind the photos for sure. Mm-hmm. How intense does interaction with nature really have to be for one to reap the benefits? Yeah. Um, before that, maybe the, the book has two parts. One is on the therapeutic gardens, um, and the second one is the therapeutic forest. The therapeutic gardens was a study we conducted about four or five years ago, and the lead researcher is from the National Parks in Dilusia. And uh, it, we found that people who do gardening, there's improvement in their immune system. Mm. And this has been published in the big journal called Nature. And I was interviewed by the BBC about three months ago. It's a, a wonderful uh, finding. Right. What, what that, can you tell us about gardening and the link between well-being? So I think after the improvement of the, uh, of the immune system, mm. this the old people are more eager to uh, go out and uh, they find they can explore more of the forest and they also mix with other people within their, within their group itself. We brought a, old, a group of old people from Jurong to the uh, Botanic Gardens, the Hort Park, and it, it improves their well-being, the mood improves, and also their, 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 their social health. The other study on the therapeutic forest is, is, is the, probably the first study in Asia in which we brought a group of people um, 20 of them to the, the rainforest of uh, the Botanic Gardens. Some of you may know that there are only two cities in the world with a rainforest in the city. One is Singapore, the other is Rio de Janeiro. So we brought them for 10 weeks. Um, every Saturday at 7 o'clock, they walk to the garden for, for two hours, mm-hmm. and then at the end of which, they'll sit down for coffee and talk about um, some, some health topics like diet, diabetes, hypertension. We found that after 10 weeks, not only their physical health improved, their mental health improved, they were sleeping better, 
But now in the midst of the pandemic, there's a sense of care and compassion. A few of the people in this group are people who are widows and widowers. And the rest of them would ring them up and say, can I buy a mask for you? Can I buy the groceries for you? Mm. Can I take medicine for you? And also a, a, a love for the, uh, the rainforest. Because we asked somebody from NPARCS to accompany us for this walk. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell us, oh, that tree is the Jolotong tree. That is the Busu tree. What is the medicinal value of the tree? And at the end of the walk, um, the whole group of them said, well, why not we give a donation to NPARCS? And NPARC said, well, you'll be delighted if you can plant 13 medicinal trees at Hort Park. Oh, my goodness. So, so wonderful. So, a wonderful social so wonderful. experience. Right. And it, then they give back to nature. That's right. Exactly. I think um, I, I, I mentioned this idea in a world conference just two years ago. Mm. And the chairman of the conference was a man from Brazil. He said, this is a marvelous idea because if people begin to love the rainforest, they will not destroy it. And he said that one of the causes of global warming is the destruction of rainforests, especially in Brazil, the Amazon rainforest, which is 10,000 times the size of Singapore. He said people are burning it. So if you can bring this idea, show us evidence, and this book has got the evidence, people may begin to love the forest and begin to enjoy the forest. Yeah, and that's and the secret curious. subtext of this book, right? To get people that's right. to that's right. <laughs> care for and, nature. Uh, I'm very glad that, that Singapore today, they're trying to rebrand the island as a a city in, a, in nature. You know, one time was a garden city. Now the branding is a city in nature. Mm, very interesting. Professor, I want to come back to that question about, you know, as a professional psychiatrist, what you think is important that people understand about the link between nature and the impact on the mind. So have you witnessed nature being transformative for, for patients? Yes, um, a couple of, um, I think last year that, the CEO of NPAPS asked me, do you as a doctor, besides prescribing medication, do you all prescribe um, the pups for patients to walk? I think that's a brilliant idea. and something we have done for many years. So I tell patients that the treatment of depression and anxiety is not just giving a drug or doing psychological therapy, but I also encourage you to walk the pups. Air is fresh, there's tranquility, and also... In this walk to the parks, we try and teach them to walk mindfully. So they are, they are more uh, uh, sensitive to sound, of, of, of music, of sound, and even the beauty of nature itself. And that itself is, is good for mental health and, and reduce the anxiety that happens to sleep at night. So these are something we do. And I was talking yesterday to a psychiatrist, and I told him, do you do that? He said, oh, I, I walk to uh, Cambridge Park three times a week, uh, Dr. Tan Hong Yi from wow. Federal Park Hospital. And this is something wonderful that as the therapist, we not only prescribe medicine, we also encourage people to go to park. I love that, a park prescription. Uh, Professor, can you elaborate? I know that in this book, there's a whole chapter on walking and it's linked with link with mindfulness. Can you elaborate? So we have um, uh, Mr. the late Mr. Wee Sinto and his wife, Gyok Hua, who teach us how to walk mindfully so that you are, you are more attuned, you're more sensitive to the sounds or the, or the, or the songbirds, uh, the smell in, in, in the, or the sight in the, in the forest. And also, you, you, I think in some ways it helps for researchers like me, in terms of creativity, mm-hmm. I remember walking out of Cambridge Park, you know, and I realized this is the, the park was the, the last battle of Singapore. Get me in, in tune to the, 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 
the scene of the forward of the of the uh, the battle, and that's why I wrote this novel called "Listening to a Letter from America." It's about the people who suffered in the war and 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 how a particular soldier was traumatized by the last battle at, at Cambridge Park. You know? So it, it helps you in your creativity and think your new ideas as you walk to the parks. That is so interesting to hear that a whole book was born from its inspira- from your inspiration being in a park. Really interesting. That's right. That's right. You, you mentioned earlier on how often we walk. At, yes. Initially, it was just 10 weeks. And then after that, we thought of stopping because of the pandemic. Uh, then later on, there's a small group, five of five. And um, we have got a lot of people who come and join us. And now it's been led by a retired doctor, Dr. Ling Sing Ling, an intrepid walker. <laughs> will tell us every week where to go to. Last week, she showed me the first time going to Lower Pierce, you know, Reservoir. Beautiful walks, you know, to the, to the, to the forest. And uh, next week, there'll be something else. And so you get people to, to, to get out of the, uh, their home and um, only mixing, you know, social distancing. But also the, the, um, the social health is wonderful. It does a building up a, a resilient effect in the, the community. We're talking about nature and insights on mental health from Professor Kwa E. Hyok, who's also editor of Nature, Health, Happiness, a new book that's out there. I wonder if you can tell us about the um, link between living close to nature and happiness in life, Professor. Right. I think uh, that's a wonderful question because it was asked by uh, one of my patients some years ago. And I, and I thought, they read something about this, I think, in, in a, the Japanese uh, book. But it's not in terms of causality. It doesn't mean that you walk in nature, you bring happiness. It's more an association. Mm. And, but we know that walking, walking into the rainforest itself, it, 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 has, it also, in a way, stirs up your, your spiritual health. You, know? you think of the beauty of nature. You, you go to the rainforest, Michelle, you see you're overawed. The beauty of the trees down there, the, the, the colors of the bark, you know. And the, uh, the NPAX uh, uh, guide will tell us that this particular plant is uh, a plant we use, uh, a, a plant called senna, you know, is used for senna cord for, for patients with constipation. That, and we learn so much in the, in the rainforest. And, and um, by thinking that, that this kind of a, the spirituality of people is therapy. And this is a way people can care for one another and also a sense of compassion. I think that's that itself derives a lot of happiness from people that you're giving giving uh, happiness right, by uh, mm-hmm. bringing people together and doing something for ourselves and, and admiring nature and the beauty of nature. So exposure to nature can make you feel better emotionally, contribute to your mental well-being, physical well-being. Um, but what impact does nature have on resilience? That's something that the book looks at. Resilience has two parts. Uh, first, it is the individual, the resilience. Secondly, is the resilience of the community. So, so far, we've talked about the person's health improved, the mental health improved, and also um, he makes more people. But more importantly, we're not thinking about the, the, uh, the resilience of the community. So now, in the midst of the pandemic, uh, what can we do? You remember, Michelle, uh, um, sometime in April when I first uh, invite, you invited me to give a talk. Yeah. I was talking about the pandemic of fear and people are afraid to leave and there are a lot of old people living alone, they are trapped, you know. And so, um, and how can a society function when, when people are, are 
when old people are afraid to leave and they are all isolated, you know. And there's a letter in the newspaper recently by my friend called Dr. William Wan, and someone asked, am I my neighbor's keeper? This resilience of the community will allow people to have a sense of compassion, you know, care for one another, you know, and they will they go out in a way to, to um, even buying the groceries for their friends taking care of them. So the, the, the society can be uh, can grow this way. And I'm, I think in many ways in this pandemic, it showed that many people in Singapore are, are compassionate, the sense of empathy, and they build up the resilience that there's hope, there's hope and there's faith, and so also there's love in the community. And this is something that I think can be built upon in the, in the society itself, that going the group, or rather the people going a group in the, in, the, in the parks, doing a group in the rainforest, they build up this kind of a, a connectivity and a social uh, a care. You know. Now, we are about to mount a big study mm-hmm. in the university for the students. Uh, we realize that when they go going to a difficult time. But what happens when the students leave the university? You know? So much money is spent for the education. Will they continue to uh, 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 give back to society? Um, and so um, this, this will be a, long, a long-term follow-up study of 10 years, a longitudinal study. It could, could be uh, uh, led by Professor John Wong, our, our child psychiatrist. He mm. could lead this team. And I hope um, when it finish up in 10 years' time, uh, Michelle, you'll invite me back to tell the, <laughs> the audience the result of the study. I hope you will be something optimistic for people. You know. Thank you, Professor Ko. I look forward to speaking to you in a decade. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hopefully before right. that as well. He's Professor Kwa E. Hyok. You can hear he's a passionate advocate for nature. He's the editor of Nature Health Happiness, a brand new book that is available on bookshelves out there. Uh, he's a highly decorated doctor, advisor for the National University Health System Mind Science Center and editor of the book we were talking about today. Thanks for joining me here on Your Money. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.